Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Fantastic. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. And no bull crapping around today, brother. We got a packed show. We got NBA talk uh, opening week. We got the World Series. We've got uh, picks. We've got NFL picks. We got our Dion Cole comedy special that we listen to. We're going to get straight into it, but to start, let's hear about the people that support us. Folks, there's no reason to wait until January to start getting in shape. A lot of us think every day that we need to start or get back to a fitness routine. You might be uh, a member of a gym but lack the motivation to go by yourself and make up your own workouts, uh, that you're not even sure you're doing the right things for your specific unique body. Start over. Go check out Training Personally with Peggy Edwards, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist. Peggy has your your circuit training workout already set up and ready for you to start. You'll get the one-on-one attention from a certified personal trainer, but you don't pay the outrageous hourly fees most personal trainers charge. Lots of membership options. Peggy will structure a workout, nutrition, and payment plan that best suits you. Stop in, take a look around, and tell Peggy you heard about training personally on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, and she will give you your first month free. All the information you need is on Facebook at Training Personally with Peggy Edwards and on trainingpersonally.com. Also, give her a call, 513-326-0296. That's 513-326-0296. Also brought to, you by, brought to you by the Ohio Mosquito Control. At Ohio Mosquito Control, they offer quality services to the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices. Family owned and operated their professional mosquito service control service that is just a phone call away. You can call or contact them online at ohio-mc.com to start your personalized pest management control. They do residential and commercial applications, one-time or multi-time uses. Check them out. That's ohio-mc.com. All right, brother. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. Is that what the that's what the kids say, right? That's what all the kids say, actually. <clears throat> all right. So we're gonna start off with. Uh, what we do during the NFL season, because we don't do a ton of NFL, right? We're not, especially right. when the Bengals aren't any good. We don't have a ton to talk about with the NFL. Uh, we're mostly a baseball, basketball podcast, but we do like to get our little against the spread picks in every week. We each pick three games against the spread in the NFL. Uh, and the loser, uh, it's a bet. It's a bet is what it is. At the end of the year, whoever has the best um, percentage of wins against the spread they are the uh, they become the champion and the loser has to at this point in time the bet is the loser has to eat what did we say four the hot, like the hottest oh did we say four or I, I, are we take a bite i think yeah i say four you i think we have four. to smell one wing you have to eat four <laughs> of the hottest wings from wild mike's uh delicious wing joint nearby <clears throat> i i don't get wings when i go there cuz they have so much other good stuff too but they do really, wings really are good delicious wings and everything too. else um, so let's talk about so last week, week seven. <laughs> this week is seven. funny. Hey, do you, have you looked at it? Oh man, no, of course you know I have not looked at it. Okay. I never look at it. All right. So so what happened last week is I got so excited because I looked at the scores and realized I went three and zero. Ooh. 
So I have, I am up above 500 now. Congratulations. I'm at 11 and 10 hey. on the year. Thank you very much. Thank you yeah, very I, much. If I had my soundboard up, I'd use the clapping hands on our soundboard. <laughs> Uh-oh. There you go. Did they? I, that I didn't hear them. Did they go? Hear <laughs> Maybe it's down. No, no, you know what? That's my that's my headphones. Um, and so I was all excited until I looked at your scores. You went three and zero as well. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so it put, still puts me two games up from you, right? Yes, I'm you are thirteen up. and eight on the season. Thirteen and eight. And what is incredible money. is I looked back week two, you were three and zero. Week four, you were zero and three. Week five, three and zero. Week six. 0 oh, and 3, <laughs> week 7, 3 and 0. Oh. Oh. It is all or nothing with you. <laughs> that's, that's the way we do things, bro. That's how we do it. But you're still, like you said, it. you're still up a couple games on me for the season through through seven weeks now. Uh, so we're in week eight now. And uh, I'll start it off if you, uh, oh, yeah. you want to pull it up and yeah. start yeah. taking a look I at yours. I should probably take a look at it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's, let, let, let's go ahead and start this thing off. Nice. I went, uh, <laughs> I went with a new theme this week, and that is – um, home teams with uh, who are favorites, who are Ooh. who are heavy favorites. No home. You didn't go with the home dog. You went with the home favorite. Home favorite. Heavy favorite. Is that nine or more? What do you call a heavy favorite? Is that well more than a touchdown? The 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 the, uh, the smallest smallest line is seven. <laughs> seven. So I got. So I'm taking New England to start off with. They're at home against Cleveland. They're a twelve and a half point favorite at this point. Okay. Um, so I'm They've taking. Been, by the way, the Patriots have been destroying spreads. Like, yeah, they have had the biggest spreads in the, in the entire NFL this year, and they are destroying them. And it's mostly with their offense not not playing as well as it has in the past. Their defense. Although they looked is, really good on Monday, they did against the Jets. But yes, they, they their defense has been has dominated the entire league, and uh, and their offense looked pretty good against the Jets. And then they just added Mohamed Sanu, another wide receiver, uh, just a couple of days ago. Man, so, that's that's just. I mean, that's almost not fair. I know. Right? Well, I it, mean, Mohamed. I mean, but think about who their wide receivers are. They've. I mean, they've made an, they made I couldn't an even attempt name at Antonio anymore, Brown. They got that Brissett, not Brissett, uh, Dorsett, I think. Uh, or is he the one that ended up injured that they put on IR uh, and then picked up, or not picked up, but traded for Sanu? Either way, Mohamed Sanu, I got a feeling, is going to be phenomenal in this. And if you have Mohamed Sanu, yeah, I would suggest throwing him in that lineup because the ball's going to get to him. If it he's will. in the right spot, the ball will get to him. It will. And, and they'll make sure he's in the right spot because they're – Player development and coaching are second to none. It's unbelievable how different the Patriots are from every other franchise in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Yep. Not even close. They really are the cream of the crop. Uh, so, the New England, I'm taking New England in that game with the 12 and a half points. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Houston at home against Oakland. Houston's a seven-point favorite. <clears throat> and then I'm going with uh, New Orleans, the Saints, uh, and they are a ten and a half point favorite at home against Arizona. Hmm. So uh, still, you know, without Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater's been in there, done a great job, and uh, you know their defense plays well enough, and uh, and they're still putting up points. So and Arizona is, I think they're three and three on the year. Um, so actually, a surprise, like a pleasant surprise, probably for a lot of Arizona Cardinal yeah. fans. Uh, but they're still, you know, they still have a, a rookie quarterback, 
and uh, New Orleans is a is a team that's been you know actually probably one of the teams that's if anybody's anywhere close to to New England, it would probably be New Orleans for their success that they've had over several years now, without a doubt. Um, so, I'm I'm going with New England, Houston, and New Orleans. And my man, whether you're ready or not, I think you're up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just taking a peek at these for the first time. So remember, we, we do these picks uh, on Wednesday. Nosebleed Sports Podcast comes to you Wednesday nights live on Facebook. Uh, 10.30-ish Eastern time next morning. Thursday morning, we're on all the other podcast platforms. Um, but just remember that when you're listening to this, this was recorded on Wednesday night, so the spreads could be a little different from what you're looking at on like a Saturday or Sunday. Right. Uh, so this is off, uh, the ESPN app on Wednesday, and I'm going to start off with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Steelers at home. 14-point favorite against the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, they're terrible. And even with however many backups to back up to the backup that Pittsburgh is on, they still still are going to beat these guys by three touchdowns. Um, you know what's funny is I almost took that game. I almost took Miami in that game. It falls right. Wow. I almost did. Man, that would have been a good one. All right. So then after that, uh, I'm going to take a look down the road here, and you know who I'm going to think I'm going to take? Who's that? Um, Do you have I a th- spread on that Falcons game by, by any chance? Uh, I looked I looked on the website and on the app. There was no spread. So I thought it was even, but then I looked at a couple other sites, and it had like a three-and-a-half-point spread. So I wasn't sure if there was just some some issue why ESPN didn't have a spread up or what, but – that Falcons game. Yeah, there must be something going on with Matt Ryan. Something must be going on with an injury or quarterback or something that they haven't put a spread up on gotcha. it. That'd be my guess. Anyway, um, sorry to interrupt you. Which is not a big deal because the Falcons have been the most up-and-down team for me in this stupid pick em thing that we do. Yeah. And I usually lose with them, although last week I took the – I didn't take the Falcons. I took whoever they were playing in yeah. one. So, yeah, Matty Ice, yep. uh, I'm the done with you. <clears throat> I'm done with you. All right, so – after the Steelers, we are going to go with. Uh, we are going to go with. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I don't know what it is, but oh. I just feel like uh, the Cleveland Browns at 13 points, two touchdowns is going to be hard. I, I I think I think the Browns defense is good enough to to just stick around, stick around, and make it a 10 point game. Is it 13 points? That's what I got it at right here. 13. Okay. New England minus 13. Two two hours ago, it was 12 and a half. So yeah, are we going thirteen? Sense. Yeah, thirteen. So I, you, I'll, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick with New England at thirteen. So you got. You got. Oh, you so took got, New England. I did. Oh, I we did talk about. We just talked. You were just talking about New England. So, Once again, I don't pay any attention when you're making your picks. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so my last pick is going to be. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Man, there's a whole lot of. Whole lot. There's some big spreads out there this week. Yeah. And the little one. And the smaller spreads. Anything else? I don't want to touch. Touch that Bengals game. Touch it. Uh, reach out and touch it in London. Who is it? What is that? 13 and a half against the Rams. All right. I'll take the Rams. You going to do it? Yeah, I'll take the Rams. All right. I'll take the Rams minus 13 and a half. Boy, I'm going to feel bad if you lose that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't feel bad. I'm good with that. I'll take the Rams minus 13 and a half. The Bengals are a uh, poop show. Dumpster fire. If you will, a dumpster fire. I like that. <clears throat> and poor Zach Taylor, his, his, his press conferences do not sound good. 
It doesn't sound coach. like he's ready for this situation. Yeah. The other day, what did he say today? I heard him say, uh, you know, with new teams, sometimes they go jump off the start and go five and zero, six and zero, and you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it takes seven games to get to get into the swing of things. <laughs> Bro, you're not even close to the swing of things. <laughs> like you know, he's right though, because I think you took. I think you said they were going to be five and zero to start. I did, but you know what? I'm just getting out. After they that. lost six straight games, <laughs> I'm not that dumb. Seven straight games, I'm not that dumb. I realize what's happening now. They're terrible. All right, so that's our NFL stone cold lead pipe. I can't steal that from Mike and Mike. These are our uh, just our locks of the week. These are our just uh, picks, yeah. against the spread. So Look at those spreads, man. I know there's some big ones out Thir- there, buddy. 13, 13 and a half, so much, 14. So much for the NFL being the best sport because there's so much parity. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. Speaking of the best sport, the M- the the Major League Baseball World oh. Series is not nah, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going to go straight into the NBA cuz opening night, we will get to the MLB World Series, I promise you, after we talk a little opening night NBA uh, well, opening night is so silly because it was four teams. Yeah, it two was games. The number one pick, Zion Williamson, who did not play. Correct. Uh, versus uh, the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, the previous, the the previous uh, last year's champ. Last year's champ, uh, who was led by Kawhi Leonard, now <laughs> led by Pascal Siakam, who had yes. a great game, played great well, great game, played well. One in overtime. No, that wasn't the overtime game. The overtime it game. It was the overtime game. Oh, that was the overtime game. Yep. And Toronto did come back. Toronto did come back and win. Uh, so, you know, that game was what it was. <clears throat> That's not what everybody was about last night. Let's be honest. Everybody was watching LeBron and AD, Anthony Davis, versus Kawhi and Paul George. Now, we didn't get Paul George, mm-hmm. and we didn't get LeBron or Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, they were on the court, but. I don't think either of them actually played. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get in. Let's let's start off. First off, reaction to to uh, to that to that Lakers Clippers game. Yeah, my reaction is uh, I f- I watched a little bit of it. I flipped over to the World Series game, and the World Series game got a little tighter toward yes, the end of it. It was that so was I fun. so I didn't get to see. And then when the, as soon as the World Series game ended, I flipped back over, and it was halftime, and it was also midnight. My old butt went to bed, so I didn't get even get to see uh, the second half. <clears> I did <throat> see that the Clippers won, yeah. and that's who I uh, that's who I. I don't know about last night specifically because Paul George wasn't playing, but overall I think the Clippers are going to be a, a better team um, just by a little bit, though. But this that, that it's just it's just the Lakers and Clippers. I mean, forget about which stars were playing. It's the, the, that because of the guys who are there now, the Lakers-Clippers is, is going to be that rivalry heated back up because they're going to be two of the best teams <laughs> in the league, and it's going to be really, really, really fun to watch. Uh, so I was really excited about it, and you know Kawhi came out and proved that he is one of the best two or three players, if not the best player in the league. And um, it's it's hard to it's hard to make a hard to make an argument for anybody else. Although uh, you can make an I, argument for a lot of other people, it's just hard to argue against. Hard, maybe that's what I'm Kawhi. trying to say. It's yeah. hard. Like you can make an argument for for a few other players, but it's hard to argue against a guy like Kawhi. Just I mean, besides the fact that he can score from anywhere on the court, the fact that he also plays defense, he's also one of the best defenders on ball defenders in the league, and he's he's guarding Anthony Davis at some points of the game last night. I yeah. mean, the guy's 
five inches taller than him. I, I, he might be the player with the fewest weaknesses. There that, you go. that might yeah. be the, yeah. the best way to say it. Um, but I, I, because I don't know that he has one. I, maybe ball handling, but he handles the ball well enough. And he's one of those guys, kind of like Jokic in Denver, where they seem like they're playing slow yeah. a lot of the time. You but know, somehow but, they still but, create their but, own yeah, shot and but, have space. But it, but then they decide how everybody else plays based on their tempo, and right. it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. They can back you down or drive on you kind of slowly, and but they use their body so well, and they're just such smart players that they they figure out ways to score in a bunch of different ways. And like you said, since they can play three or four different positions, um, I I that's my pick. My pick would be LeBron and AD. Um, just because both of them, to me, are unstoppable. Now, KD and Kyrie, I would put them second. The problem is we're not going to see them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And the Harden-Westbrook thing is only as good as those two will allow it to be. Now, they've been hanging out, and they've been partying together and going to, you know, going to, they've been going to the World Series. They went to the first game, not the first game of the World Series. They went to the playoff game uh, against the Yankees, and mm-hmm. they did, they've been doing a lot of things together, but that doesn't mean anything to me on the court. I, they are the exact same player. Not really. I take that back. They're not the exact same player, but they are extremely similar mm-hmm. when it comes to amount of time the ball's in each other's hands. How are these two going to react to not have, you're going to have to split that up somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes down, especially in crunch time, when it comes down to having, to, having the ball in your hands, Who's going to make decisions? Who's going to who's going to make plays and who's going to shoot the ball? So who is it? It's going to be James Harden. That's what I would think, and, say. And, too. and I think yeah, and I think only Russell, because he's got more. He's got a more diverse offensive attack. He's a way better shooter. A way, yeah. it's not even close. He's a way better shooter than Russell than Russell Westbrook is. Westbrook is a more explosive player, um, and they're different in that way. You know, Harden is Harden's athletic, but he's. He's more of a more of like a crafty, more of you know, he's gonna try to trick you. He's gonna use a lot of you know, uh, travels, changing direction, travels, <laughs> mostly travels, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, hesitation moves and stuff like that. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna lull you into making a mistake, and he's gonna throw his body or his arms into you, and he's gonna get and foul he's calls. He's gonna shoot free throws all game long. He's gonna shoot free throws and three pointers. Yep. And uh, and he's gonna get uh, and you're gonna have to spread out because, or you're gonna have to figure out how to guard him and Westbrook slashing to the basket. If Westbrook falls in love with that three point shot, oh. and he can, he can get a bunch of them. He can get a bunch of open looks. Because of the way Harden plays, because if Harden goes to the basket, the defense is going to collapse on him, and and Westbrook's going to get looks. But you don't really have to guard that a ton. He needs to fall in love with the shot fake. Absolutely. If Westbrook can right. figure out how to fall in love with the shot fake and not fall in love with a wide-open three, somebody's going to be hauling butt to get out to that corner to try to stop him. If he Maybe not, you know, completely contend him because he's not the best three-point shooter. But whether he's already made one or you know he can make them, uh, a simple shot fake if somebody's coming at you and the way he explodes to the basket, that's an unstoppable force at that point in time. But, our, I mean, these guys are all triple-double machines, but their assists are so easy most of the time. And they, it's because they've got the ball in their hands so much. How are these two? They're not going to be triple-double machines anymore, right? I mean, they can't possibly both continue this triple-double 
pace together. I think they still will be. Uh, now, Westbrook might not might not average a triple-double this year, but I think he'll be close to triple-doubles most nights, and I think so will Harden. I really do think that um, because they're able to play – because they're, I think they're going to be able to play that style um, and figure out how to play it with each other. I think they're going to – I think when I they hope, first got I hope together – it works because if it works – It's going to be – as exciting as we've ever seen, man. You might you talk about. I mean, the Rockets are always one of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. I mean, it might be they they could surpass the Warriors and everybody else. I mean, they could be putting 130 up a night. I, they can easily do that. They're going to be one, of, especially because of who their coach is. Mike D'Antoni has right. you know he has that offensive system that puts up a ton of points anyway. And you have a guy you replace basically you replace Chris Paul with Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook. Now Chris Paul might be a better decision maker and he might be you know uh, he might see the floor a little bit better or something like that. But Westbrook can pass the ball very well. And he can run. That's the thing. I think if they're smart, they try to run you to death because yeah. both because he nobody's better in the game than he is at getting a rebound and going from underneath the defense, you know, off the defensive rebound, going all the way down and getting to the rim, running, go, going past everybody. And when Harden runs with you, you're going to get a lot of dunks because both those guys can pass the ball. Harden can really shoot it. He can he can you know uh, he can spot up or he can. Go all the way to the rim, and they can they can score in transition like crazy. And then they still have Eric Gordon, uh, you know, one of the better shooters in the league. And they still have Clint Capella in the half court doing, you know, pick and rolls, and then getting the the weak side defender to help on the pick and roll, and then having that corner, you know, the, the corner shooter open. They lost a couple of guys on that team, uh, Mo Harkless, and, and those guys that were that were really good support supporting players um but they still have i i think the potential that they have to put up numbers and uh, look both of those guys are actually pretty smart defensive players mm-hmm. it, it's a matter of effort mostly with with Harden we saw him get a little better last year on defense and i it, i think it's just because he he decides to either lock in or he doesn't Wait, right, sure. It's because like a LeBron thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we spend way. a lot of energy. You got to know when to, they they conserve their energy. They're veterans. They they don't have them young man legs that you're going to see a lot of really young players have really good starts, but they usually fade off towards the middle and end of the year. Yeah. It's, so it's, anyway, it's anyway. those guys can be really really exciting when they first got together. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work. But the more I've thought about it, the more I think, you know what. First of all, Russell Westbrook has led the league in assists the last two years, and then the year before that, James Harden did. And I know they didn't play with players like each other, but I think it could be a really, really good thing. I think they're I, they could both average ten assists a game. I really think they could. Um, so anyway, I'm really excited about that. So you 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 would say LeBron and Anthony Davis as the best as the best duo, um, and I would say. I would say either Kawhi and Paul George or Westbrook and Harden. How close is Porzingis and Doncic? Doncic. How do you say his name? Doncic. It's Chich. Luka Doncic. I I I think so, yeah. Two CHs in there, even though there's not a single CH. Not a Um, (laughs) CH. Luka Doncic. So how long until we start talking about those two being being, uh, somebody in this? I mean, Kristaps Porzingis at one point in time, that two was – 
I mean, he was the savior. If he can stay healthy, obviously. And Doncic, I mean, that, that kid is good. By the end of this season, you could start you could start putting those two in the discussion with these other four. It's going to depend on how good Porzingis is when he comes back and is fully healthy and can play full, you know, 30 whatever minutes. Yeah. And it looks 27 tonight. Okay, there you go. So so and he's they're going to ease him back into it I would think. First, you know, full on regular season games in like a year. So or not quite a year. Um but and then Doncic was, you know, uh, very, impre- <clears throat> very Did impressive. Did he win the rookie of the year? Uh yes. Boy, that's you bad sounded I, super confident. Um, you sounded super confident. Hey, I, I'm, I, I think he did. <laughs> but um, you know, if he continues on that same pace, and I, from what I understand, he he spent this summer uh, working on changing his body a little bit, like a lot of like a lot of players some of that do. Baby fat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by the end of this season, you could be talking about. I don't know how many wins they're going to have win, this year. Yeah, he'd be Trey Young. Okay, so um, I don't know. You know, I don't know how it's going to translate to wins yet this year, but those two together could end up being uh, a pretty fun to watch. Um, so you just mentioned um, you just mentioned the baby fat thing, yeah. right? Yeah, baby fat. So th- you and you also mentioned last night probably the reason the Pelicans were uh, were were on TV on opening night. There's only one reason: they had the first pick in the draft. And they they used it for uh, Zion Williamson, <clears throat> yep. right? Who was the most exciting player in college last year uh, because he's 285 pounds and he can uh, jump like Westbrook and he can he he's as athletic as just about anybody in the league. Yeah, and the way he play, I mean he I he forget is what powerful. It is. Like, he's got the power of Shaq and the. But the agility of a Westbrook—well, it doesn't have the agility of Westbrook, but you know what Not I'm saying. Not quite, but yeah, he's way up there. I mean, yeah. his, his a young Shaq—he's—he's—he kind of reminds you of a young Shaq. Young mm-hmm. Shaq was surprised—you know, for as big as he was, he was surprisingly agile and could move. Yeah, he's like six inches shorter than Shaq, but <laughs> uh, what I'm saying—you know what I'm saying—I know what you're Size-wise, saying. Size-wise, he's a—he's a behemoth of a man. He's a very big kid, and he. Doesn't he moves like you would not believe he could powerful. move? He's very powerful, very powerful and athletic. Uh, a combination like like really that we've seen with probably only LeBron James. Yeah, really, sure. Um, but he so he's had knee issues last year. His one year in college in the summer league, he played yeah, one but game. That, the only reason he had the knee issue in college was because his Nikes blew out. Now he's got his own Nike. Now he's got his own Jordan brand shoe. So. Either way, he had the knee yep. in college. He missed a few games there. He played one game in the uh, summer league because he had some knee discomfort and they didn't want to risk anything. And then in the preseason, he uh, he hurt it again and then just had a procedure to repair a torn meniscus. He will be out six to eight weeks. So. Everybody was all excited, including myself, to see him play this season. And, uh, by the way, I think not only he, but I I think he and several other guys on that team are going to make this Pelicans team a lot better than I think people are thinking. Without a doubt. Right away. J.J. with J.J. out there. J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick already made it very clear to Zion. He's been in the league for 13 years, 
and he's never missed a play the playoffs. Oh, and he nice. told Zion, he said, "Listen, don't screw this up for me." And <laughs> yeah. Zion said, "I don't know why he said that. We're a whole team. Come on, Zion, you better get used to being the superstar. It's on you." Speaking don't of screw that, it up for JJ. Were you watching the game? At any point when Lonzo Ball was taken out of the game, did he get hurt in that game? I do not know because I, the whole night I watched nothing but the World Series. Okay, so I was flipping back and forth, and Lonzo Ball was playing minutes and playing, I thought, pretty well early in the game. Okay. At the end of the game, he I don't think he played at all in the fourth quarter. In an, in a, in an overtime game, in a really close game that went into overtime, he didn't play. And I wasn't sure if he got hurt, if he fouled out, because when I turned back at some point in the fourth quarter, they didn't talk about it. Uh, but he's another guy that I think is getting better. He changed his shot a little bit. It looks a little bit better this year. Not great. It's, it looks better, and he's making it more. Um, but he he is as he's a, he is a really good passer. That's what I like most about him. He's a playmaker, sure. Sure. and he sees the floor really well. And uh, so I think. I don't want to get too deep into the into the we Pelicans here. We didn't get into Lonzo to. Ball, right? But but I think the Pelicans are going to be exciting because of Zion and Lonzo Ball and JJ Redick and Julius Randle and mm-hmm. these other guys. Or not Julius Randle. I'm sorry, he's with the Knicks now. Brandon um, Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but Zion. The, the word on the street is is that people are saying Zion Williamson is not going to be able to stay at that same weight. And play the way he does because he's going to have knee issues like he already does. Do you feel like he needs to drop a few pounds? Does he need to just... I thought I heard that he had already dropped like, I don't know, five or ten pounds. I guess that's not a lot in that sense of the word. But, I mean, you see the dude, he is... I don't know how much fat he has on him still. I mean, he's a he's a big boy. He is. He is. He's strong. Not not just big old fatty walking. Not, not old man Sean Kemp walking down the street like <laughs> young Sean Kemp yeah like young he makes young Sean Kemp look like a twig it, it looks to me like he could still lean out a little bit turn some of the fat that he does have yeah, into that, muscle that, and I think that would slim him down but that'll uh, happen I mean well but but it, it can either you can either kind of let it happen or you can like they do with so many players that come into the league especially between their first and second years Really change their bodies. That's where you'll in see a matter it. of a short time. You'll see because you won't see it now. The, well, first off, the money wasn't there. He needs a. You need to do something like that. It's not like okay, we're gonna start and in three months your body's gonna be different. It just doesn't happen like that. Mm. I mean, for some of these guys that are already in really good shape, it might happen faster. But to really get you where you want, it's gonna take six months to a year to really. To really get yourself, mostly get yourself into a condition, into a shape, into a um, what uh, in, a constant everyday, what do you call it? Uh, tr- not tr- I keep wanting to say like tradition. a routine. Or routine, something. man! I tell you what, <laughs> me and you put our heads together, we could do a podcast. Uh, but <laughs> with you know, get a routine down every day with eating habits and workouts and like LeBron I mean LeBron spends over a million dollars on his body every single year mm-hmm. and it shows he's playing for 19 20 years whatever yeah so yeah I mean I think that'll happen but it's not going to be this moment in time I think you will see him lean down I also think you're going to see him get even stronger than he is now so 
He has all the resources now. There's no NBA doubt about teams it. have uh, pro teams have all the resources they need to make those kinds of things happen. Right. Um, okay. So, and and I agree. I I think that he it wouldn't hurt. It certainly wouldn't hurt to work on changing his diet or whatever. I have no idea what his diet is like now, but you know he, he can get with the nutritionists. He can he should give Peggy Edwards a call to be honest with you. Yeah, she can hook um, him up. But but the they have. They have people on staff uh, that can do that for them. Um, he, you know, just the way he eats, like you said, a workout program that he can turn, you know, a little bit of that fat into muscle so that he maintains or gets even stronger, like you mentioned, and drops a little bit of the weight so that it's not quite as much weight when he's jumping 50 inches in the air and then landing. <laughs> yeah. All that weight is not sure. coming down on knees. Um that have already one has already been repaired now, yeah. right? So, um, so I, I think we're in agreement. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt, but I don't down. think that that's going to make or break him for an entire season. So if he maintains the same body and the same style of play Nobody right now, that. but yeah, I I don't I don't I don't see him having more issues. I mean, the only issues he's had has been since he's had since he blew his leg out because of his shoe. It's never been an issue before that. So maybe he continues to have an issue with that one knee because. But if they go in and clean it all up, get him done. I don't I don't see a reason why. I mean, the guy is. He's a freak athlete. He's going to get in better shape, but but I don't think that would in Okay, I don't want to say it's going to inhibit him from playing 20 years because it would. You have to get yourself in a phenomenal shape to be able to play that long. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think it's going to hurt him from if he wanted to play 10 of the best years of basketball you possibly can. Yeah. We saw Steph Curry early in his career uh get like three ankle surgeries. We saw Russell Westbrook, the way he plays, have like three knee surgeries. Yep. Both of those guys are as good as they have ever been. As good or better. And speaking of Steph Curry, word on the street, word on the street, Mr. Steph, first off, do you think the Warriors are getting enough hype uh, for getting back to the NBA NBA finals? Like this year? Yeah. No, I don't think anybody thinks they're going to the finals this year. You don't year. think so? Mm-mm. Oh well, I can't wait. Myself to get to, included. I can't wait till we get to the. Uh, I can't wait till we get to our, to our picks at the, uh, the end of this thing. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Steph Curry, tell me about. You were telling me a little something about. <clears throat> you wanted to talk about Michael Jordan, your favorite, not the not the offensive lineman who, uh, <laughs> barely played any football at all this year for the Cincinnati Bengals, but. The great, the legend, the one and only, his airness himself, Michael Jordan, uh, had a little something to say about Steph Curry. Is that right? In an in an interview, yeah, uh, yesterday or the day before, he was asked about. So four or five years ago, he was asked, "Take your other four players uh, that you would like to play with, you know, basically your your all time team yeah. that you would choose to play with." And he named it was. Hakeem, Scottie Pippen, James Worthy, and Magic Johnson, and himself. So uh, just the other day he was asked, now it's four or five years later, would you still choose that same team or some of these guys that you've watched play the last few years? Would you Would you make any changes? Uh, you know, still no LeBron, uh, by the way. A, 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 right, a LeBron, a Kevin Durant, a Steph Curry. 
And Michael said, no, I would stay with that, those same guys that I said back then. Because they all will give me the ball or let me handle <laughs> have the ball as much as I want. <laughs> well, it, w- it was because he said because of comfort, because those are the guys he played with and against in his era, and he knows them the best. He knows their games the best. Right. And so he would be most comfortable with those guys. And he mentioned without being provoked, uh, I mean, you know, Steph Curry was mentioned, but he kind of g- gave a little smirk and said, and and Steph is, uh, isn't in the Hall of Fame yet, um, or isn't a Hall of Famer yet. I don't know if he's okay. in the Hall of Fame or is either way. A Hall of Famer. Okay, same thing, saying the same thing. So, <laughs> a lot of people ran with this, of course, and said Michael Jordan says Steph Curry's not a Hall of Famer. Well, did he say? He, oh, come on! Yeah. Listen, if I. Man, especially if you're watching an interview when Michael Jordan Jordan gives one of them little winks or, you know, get a little smirk, he's not saying anything about Steph Curry. He's literally just saying he's not in the Hall of Fame at this moment in time. The guy's still playing basketball. That's what he's saying. He's he he's good at stuff like that. <laughs> he's good. First off, Michael Jordan, one of the best uh, uh, trash talkers of all time. So He's going to find a way to get a dig in without really giving a dig, right? I mean, at one, you know, he knows that it, you know, if I say this, a little something might come up. But all I said was, you know, hey, I'm picking guys that are in the Hall of Fame. Yes. So I think it depends on – now, Michael knows what he meant. Sure. But I think for everybody else, it depends on oh, how you want to hear it, how you interpret it. Yeah. I interpret it as Mike going <laughs> – Wait, plus, you know, Steph ain't even in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, not in the Hall of Fame yet because he's still playing Steph's basketball. Steph's not even a Hall of Famer. Right, yeah. Okay. He's not yeah. in the Hall of Fame because he's still playing and exactly. he's not eligible yeah. yet. Exactly. Or, or okay, so you people tell me are, this. People you, are going and saying, oh, there, well, Michael Jordan doesn't think Steph is good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. I think that's what people are saying. Is there any possible way in Michael Jordan's real brain if Steph Curry, something were to happen, Seatma, career-ending injury, never play a game again. Is there anywhere in Michael Jordan's brain that says Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer right now? Let me tell you where that thought might start to creep in for Michael or anybody else. Okay, so for yourself too then. You try to – okay, do this. I don't know if you believe it or not. You try to tell – tell me how. Tell me me why he wouldn't be or or what might hold him back. How about that? Give me some holding back. The thought would might start to creep in right away before you really look at everything, look at his full resume and weigh everything, thinking about how young he still is. He's 31, 32, something oh, like Kirby that. Kirby Puckett had all his issues. He was a young fellow when he retired. He, they didn't have any problem getting him in right away. Well, he had glaucoma, so they felt bad about that. I don't. I have no well, idea what I'm talking Steph, about. <laughs> Steph Curry just had a season, a, a life uh, ending, not life ending, oh, a career ending did I injury. Miss something? No, he just had a career ending injury to make this com- an actual conversation. Hypothetical, hypothetical. Okay, no. Continue just, back to just being young. Being, just being so young. Just okay. being so young. Okay. I think and feeling like feeling like he has so much basketball left. I think that's why where people would start to think, oh wait a minute, has he even played long enough? And then you start really, lo- and then you go back and look at everything. And I'll, I'll tell you. Just rattling. We were talking about this before we started the podcast, and you just rattled off the top of your head most of his resume. Three and I'm NBA like, oh yeah, three that's NBA, easy. He's won three titles. He was the MVP in one uh, in one NBA Finals. He's a two time MVP of the entire league. He is what third 
on the all-time three-pointers list. And like you said, he's still young. Mm-hmm. He's going to break every one of those. Absolutely. He holds the single season. He holds actually. I think he holds the top three single season three point uh, record seasons. You in what in whose brain anywhere does that? All I gotta say is that I don't care how old you are. You could have been in the league for for what was the most I said three years of anything. You could have been in the league for three years, done all that, and you'd be a hall of famer. You're a hall of famer. If it, if How you can you not be? You, well, you if, you only three, three, if you were only in the league you three years, you wouldn't be up there on the career three-pointers list and all that kind of stuff. Well, but if you were in the league for three years and you were third in then I mean, come on. Well, single-season records, yeah. Sure. Even um, still, MV, two, two back-to-back MVPs, finals MVP, and three, three finals – Three finals rings. He's got three championship rings and been to the finals for like was it five years or six years straight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's no. He's autom- It's automatic. He's a he's a Hall of Famer. He's okay. a Hall of Famer. Um, it, it's just like we said, interpretation. People so people young. wanted to interpret it, and people wanted it to be. People wanted it to be that Michael said that he's no. not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, Mike. You know, Mike text uh del curry right after that like a little winky eye or something like that in the emoji bar thing del curry is he probably spoke to him the next day in person because del curry does uh hornets games on tv and michael is at every game because he's the owner (laughs) so anyway uh yeah that was that was a little fun thing that i think people were trying to make into something it really wasn't way more than it really is no Uh, chance but it was an interesting thing to talk about just because of just because of that. All right. So now that we've gotten through that, we've talked a lot about who we think the best duos are in the NBA. Uh, we, we mentioned a little bit about uh, – I said a little something about the Warriors and Steph Curry. They've been to – is it five? I think it's five straight finals. Mm-hmm. They've won three. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about who – let's just go out, out here, beginning of the year, the second day of the NBA season. Everybody else is playing today. Who are your eight teams in the East and your eight teams in the West that make it to the finals? Man, the last like four, three or four teams in each each conference is so tough, you know, because they're for for like the last three spots, there are always like five or six teams that you're like, man, you know, really things this could happen. Could this and, guy yeah. could do it. They could do it. Um, so, but I, I'm going with uh, number eight in the East. I'm going with the Miami Heat. Uh, wow! Something interesting already tonight. Their opening night, and um, their biggest pickup in the offseason, Jimmy Butler, is missing tonight for personal reasons. Ooh! I don't think anybody saw that coming. So I don't know what that's about. If that I turns into something, yeah. who knows what happens? Too early. There. Too early for him to be having any. Although, what's the who's Dion De- Waiters? Dion Waiters who got is, suspended. For- is Dion Waiters and why in the middle of a of an exhibition game are you running your mouth about ex in the middle of the game about about your coach and like you think you're this and you think you're Dion bro you you just look at your stats bro you are who you are I mean you ain't anybody you you're not Jimmy Butler you're not you're not even Pascal Siakam. I mean, I don't even know who else to put him as. You're you're Dion Waiters. <laughs> Dion Waiters has never shut your been, mouth and get the hell out of town. Has never been short on confidence. We'll say um, he feels like he can score with anybody in the league, <laughs> and uh, he, he's not a bad scorer. He's huh? kind of a guy that you can bring off the bench. Kind of a 
I don't. I'm, I don't. I want to be careful. I, don't, I was going to say Lou Williams, but he's not Lou Williams. No, he's not um, even Lou Williams. But but he can he can give you points off the bench. Um, but he's running his mouth because he doesn't like Tyler Hero getting minutes in front of him, and Tyler Hero looks like he's probably going to be pretty good. So yeah. guess what? You're probably going to lose some points. Guess or some, He's some the minutes. rook. He's he's the rook. They need to find out what he's going to do. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, this is all contingent upon. Uh, Jimmy Butler being healthy uh, mentally and physically all year. He Corey, probably wanted to beat up Deion Waiters, so probably, he had to leave. Probably. <laughs> it's contingent upon Deion Waiters not messing that locker room up. It's contingent upon Goran Dragic's knee being healthy all year. Um, but if all of those things work out, I'm still a believer in Eric Spolstra, and um, I think Miami gets into that last playoff spot. Number seven, a little bit of a surprise, I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks. I think Trey Young takes another step forward. I think uh, John Collins takes another step forward, um, and I think they're just—I I think their young core is going to uh, be even better than it was last year. And Trey Young was was every bit as deserving as Doncic was, you know, for winning the sure. Rookie of the Year. Um, and I think he's going to start, you know, getting into the conversation in the next year or two in the top point guards in this league, possibly. Um, with his ability to, to to make plays and to shoot and finish and all that kind of stuff, so I think Atlanta at seven, number six, I'm going with the Indiana Pacers. It's you look at this team and the rosters kind of changed quite a bit again, and you kind of look up and down and you're like, well, who's their star? Or you know, look at all these names. I've heard of most of these guys, but I don't. They don't stand out that much to me. But guess what? They have they've they've won they've like Every been like year. 15 12 or 15 games above 500 the last two years when they were not supposed to be nobody expected them to be and they were like for the fourth seed fourth or fifth seed the last yep. couple of years so I think they I think they even maybe drop down a step uh, you know a seed at least and uh, but they're still in there at number six for me number five I'm going with the Boston Celtics this is going to be an interesting team. They were. They went into last season the favorite, probably in the yep, East, without a doubt. Um, they've lost Al Horford. They've lost Kyrie Irving. Uh, they had. I, I think they did a good job in the draft. I really like this Carson Edwards kid. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get yet, but um, they should still be pretty good defensively. You know, losing Horford in that regard hurts, but um, they should still be pretty good defensively. They're going to be missing a bit. They did get Enos Cantor, who only helps offensively, not at all on defense. <laughs> Um, but he, you know, he will help a little bit offensively there. Get you some boards, yeah. Get you some boards, and, and then they brought in to replace Kyrie. They brought in, uh, they brought in uh, uh, from Charlotte, uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. <laughs> That's the fun part, right? Kemba to see what Kemba can do with an actual basketball team around. Him. Yes, and see if Jason Tatum can finally take a step forward and, and be. You know what he was his rookie and year and Gordon a little Hayward? better. Who is Gordon Hayward? Right is now? Gordon Hayward going to get back to Utah? Gordon Hayward is he going to be 100 percent healthy now? Jalen Brown just signed that big contract the other day. Is he going to start you know stepping up and, and being a little bit better? You know if everything works out for those guys, they can be in those middle seeds and maybe even sneak up to a three or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but but for right now, until I see that, until they prove it to me, I've got him at five. Uh, number four, I'm going with the Toronto Raptors, the defending champs. Um, I think I know, you know, losing Kawhi Leonard is a massive, massive loss. But they have, you know, the way Fred Van, v Van Vliet played, Pascal Siakam played, those guys I think are – 
coming off of the of those playoff performances and finals performances, and they're running with that. And I last night in that in opening in the opening night, I think you saw that, and you still have Mark Gasol who can still play a little bit. Sure. You know, he's not gonna set the world on fire with his quickness or anything like that <laughs> but he's a he's a really smart player he can be a good defensive player even as slow as he is um he was a former defensive player of the year but so so you have those guys and you have norman powell and some of these other guys that that really stepped up in the playoffs last year now they get a chance to step up even more because they're going to have to and uh you know nick nurse did himself a lot of favors last year. I didn't even know who he was before last year, and then he uh, he became uh, Drake's uh, favorite favorite <laughs> massage patient. Patient, yes. And um, anyway, so so they. I really believe the way they pass the ball, they move the ball, they kind of play. I hate to keep using it, but like Spurs like almost with you know moving the basketball, and they're not going to really rely on one guy to break a defense down and create his own shots they're going to have to move the ball like that and they're going to have to play smarter than everybody else um, and I think they're going to be able to do that for the most part and they'll be pretty good defensively and Pascal Siakam I think if 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 it's if the rest of the season is anything like it was opening night last night yeah this guy's going to be a He's superstar good. already this year um, number three I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets the Brooklyn Nets without Kevin Durant um, I think they're they're going to be that good still uh, to be the three seed with Kyrie Irving. Uh, that's a big thing. It, we, you know, how is everybody going to be able to play with Kyrie? Because that was the issue in he dropped Boston. 50 tonight and he, lost. He dropped 50 tonight and lost. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's really going to depend on how everybody meshes. You are going to have a brand new team, but you still have Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie. You brought in Deandre Jordan, which is an automatic 12 or 13 rebounds and hopefully a couple of block shots. Um, and uh, so you have guys already on that roster and some other pieces that you've brought in that I think are going to be pretty good role players. And, uh, you know, Karis LeVert probably would have been – really last year was like their best player, and he was hurt for a while. But um, their best player is now like their third or fourth option probably. And that, in theory, should make you quite a bit better when you add that kind of talent. Um, now – We'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see how they do, uh, but I think they've got enough talent there to put everything together, hopefully, and it might take a little time. It might take them until the second half of the season to really get it going, um, but I think they're going to be pretty good. Number two in the East, I've got the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks. They ended up. So you're putting the Bucks at two. At two instead of one, like they were last year. They were the the number one seed overall. Oh, yeah. Last year, but uh, number two in the East this year. I've got them. It's going to be really hard to duplicate such an incredible season like they had last year. Uh, the the jump that they went from two years ago to last year in defense, in rebounding and sh and three point shooting, um, is going to be hard to you know now teams know that that's their identity. So. Teams are going to adjust how they play them. They, you know, everybody saw how the Raptors played Giannis in yep. the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I think teams are going to start playing him a little bit differently. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the Bucks adjust to the adjustments that are made against them. Um, I, you know, Giannis is still going to be, you know, possibly an MVP, and um, you know, Eric Bledsoe and and. Uh, the 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 whole gang that was basically there last year, except Malcolm Brogdon, who went to the Pacers, 
but everybody else, and they brought in a couple other little pieces here. Uh, they brought in uh, Giannis's brother. So if he ends up being half of Giannis, yeah. got one and a half Giannis Good luck is there. With that. That's pretty cool. That's impossible. <laughs> uh, another seven-footer. That's a point guard, basically. Uh, but anyway, so they're, uh, I'm going with them at number two. And then number one, I'm, I'm saying the Sixers, Sixers take that next step. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, they lost J.J. Redick and they lost uh, Jimmy Butler. And Listen, and the two names you just put out there were the veterans on that team. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that that those that that core group of kids need is veteran basketball players. And they replaced them with a veteran in Al Horford, who should who should make them better defensively. Who they were already pretty good defensively. Yeah. And they they should be really good defensively. Adding Al Horford and adding that steady veteran, you know, head on straight. Adam can't stand watching him play offense, but <laughs> uh, but but actually, you know, a pretty valuable player um, in, in Horford, and the uh, the trade that sent Butler to the Heat got uh, Richardson. Um, so that's another, you know, that he was there. He was the Heat's best player last year. They added, they lost a couple pieces, added a couple pieces. So you know, Brett Brown has his has his hands full, make, making sure everybody plays well together. Um, and then Embiid's health. Embiid's health is going to be a huge deal, you know, especially when it gets down to the end of the season and in the playoffs. He had a hard time. I mean, his body does not handle. No, he, he's another guy. Well. He's another guy who he's been in the league and has chosen and has not chose to lose that weight. I guess last year he finally said that he realized he needed to do something about it, but you know, my man's eating double cheeseburgers on the bench before games and stuff. It's just you know. <laughs> Yeah, and you can uh, you can. Sorry, I was distracted. Uh, Joe Leonard just said, "Wow, Nats," and I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't have it in front." We of are me. not watching. <laughs> By the way, we're not watching the uh, the World Series. Um, if they go two and zero, I'm gonna. If they if they start off two and zero in Houston, and and oh my gosh, that's that's scary. We'll get to that in just a second. Okay. So number my number one team is the Sixers in the East. Do you have your East? I do. I got the whole thing, man. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Do you your ready? whole thing, and then I'll do my West, and we'll be done with that. Oh, you didn't do the West? Okay, I didn't so I'll do, do the West I'll, yet. Yeah, I did all that all talking. That, I didn't do the man, West. I just got. Man, I just picked all my 16 while you were talking. Good. I want to hear your 16. <laughs> all right, here we go. So here's number eight. Number eight in the East, I got the Pistons. I, this is this is the this is gonna be my surprise team, right? Because Blake Griffin, you never know how long he's gonna stay healthy. Uh, Andre Drummond uh, is is a really good basketball player with or without Blake Griffin. And I think, um, you know, with Luke Kennard and a couple other guys that they got, Derrick Rose is now playing with them. And every time Derrick Rose goes somewhere new, he's rejuvenated for a short period of time. Short period of time. Anyway, enough to get you the eighth seed in the East. And to be honest, it's basically because I couldn't find anybody else that I liked. Uh, so seventh, uh, I got the, I got the Hawks cause I do, like you said, they got a young core and I think they're getting a little bit better and they're in the East. So the seventh seed could be, you know, a 500 team or worse. Um, number six, that's tough. See, cause I, between the Pacers and the Celtics. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the, I'm going to put the Celtics in the sixth seed because I've, I really don't know who they are right now. Without knowing where Gordon Hayward fits into that whole situation, to me, he's the key, right? I mean, he's the key to that whole situation. Kemba Walker is was brought in to be the star, 
or to be the Kyrie of last year to what or for the last two years of what um he should have been or what everybody thought he was going to be. So I put them at six. I'm going to go with the Pacers at five. Um, I'm going to go with the Nets at the four spot. I'm putting Toronto back in at three because, I don't know, they, they, they lost a little bit, but I know they lost Ka- uh, Kawhi, but that's still a really good team, and they're always there. They're always at the top of the East, and Pascal Siakam is proving to be a star, and I think they can build around that, and I think they're still really good. This is what's tough for me. I'm putting Philly at two. They have got more talent than anybody in the East by far, but losing two and bringing in one when it comes to veterans as they did, as much as I love Al Horford, especially because you can't stand him, (laughs) uh, I don't think that's – I don't think that's enough. I put them at two, and I'm going to put the I'll put the Bucks and and Giannis at number one. Okay. All right. You want to go ahead with your West, and then I'll do no my West? because I haven't put them in order yet. So okay. go ahead. All right. So in the West, I just um, picked the eight that I liked out of it. I'm going with the with the eight seed. I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers. They are the to me the Pacers of the West. Where I mean they have better star power I think because Damian Lillard's one of the best players in the league one of the best guards Dame in the league. Dalla, especially now that Dame's got a little chip on his shoulder every time he's gonna be playing on TNT you know what I mean <laughs> right. did you listen to him did I I did I did not listen to oh, him I so, did not so Dame, I should Dame Dalla, which is his SoundCloud name Dame Dalla, Dame Lillard him and Shaq been going at it Shaq went at him twice Dame, <laughs> I, I heard Dame. about it oh, I just haven't listened depends on to what them. you like you know like Dame keeps that new school rap going it's not quite mumble rap but it's like a it's 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 not what we're used to where Shaq comes out and hits it hard <laughs> he's straight late 90s dude yeah. straight <laughs> mid to late 90s like you feel a whole lot it was of, early 90s when he uh, when he was doing it yeah, but you feel a whole lot of like like uh like some Dr. Dre from the original Chronic. Like, that's the beat. Like, oh, just comes at you hard. I love Shaq. I love him so much. I'll tell you what. I was surprised when I heard Dame for the first time last year was the first time I actually listened to any of his rap. He's not bad. I was like, hey, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's that's, not bad at all. That's better than I expected. Not bad at all. I mean, he's no yeah. Shaq. He, 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 he ain't going so? platinum. He ain't so, going platinum. When he well, goes platinum, and then he goes platinum and gold back to back. You come talk, Dan. Come talk if, to me, if that's what If that's what Shaq did when he released you know i got skills back in 92 or whatever it was hey. then that's because of his popularity as a basketball player not because he was that good how, how, how can you say that he uh, because i had the platinum? single i had the cassette the yeah. single cassette how many times did you listen to that thing i don't know you, two or three hundred yeah yeah well you wouldn't have kept listening and if it wasn't any good <laughs> no, i was 10 yeah of you course liked it. you liked it when you was 10 i liked it because he was a basketball because player shack oh Shaq and then I down. and then I hated him for the rest of his career because with the, he was with the Lakers and he beat all the teams that I liked and he was got away with too many offensive fouls. Anyway, uh, you know what though? If no, hold on a second. Wait, hold, hold on, on a second. Got away with two. Now. Yes, we can. Real quick, <laughs> got away with too many offensive fouls. How about I? Twice as many times he was fouled and they got away with it. That guy got fouled more than any human being in the history of the NBA. Yeah, on purpose because he couldn't shoot a free throw to save his life. I'm talking about fouls that were never even called. Uh, that dude got beat up. He did, but he he dished out as much as he got, I think. and You had to. <laughs> Well, I we just gonna let people beat beat you up all day. That's I think you had to foul him because he was just gonna turn into you and knock you over and dunk because you're not there anymore because he just cleared you out. 
That's how I looked if at it. If it was a legal clear out, I got no, I have no That's issue. That's what I'm with saying. It. It's not a legal clear out when you turn and with your elbows and your whole body and you just hit just a Just because he's bigger? Yeah. Just because he's bigger? Well, That's just because right. he's bigger doesn't mean you can grab his arm and hold on to him and that's not a foul. No, you have to do that or else you're going to get sent to the floor. Yeah, or yeah. worse. All right, anyway, back, let's floor. get off of Shaq. Yeah, let's get off of Shaq. Let's go because that's my dude, and I, you got your issues with his rap. With his rapping. Ooh, that was a hiccup burp. I ain't had one of them in a minute. I got. I don't think I've ever had one. Really? You never had a hiccup burp? I don't think so. All right. Uh, Blazers at number eight. Number seven, I the Spurs. I'm just, I just have to put the Spurs in there somewhere because that's my team. Um and I think they 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 set the record this season. If they go to the play, if they make the playoffs this year, they set the record for most consecutive seasons with 23, I believe, 23 consecutive seasons uh, in the playoffs. And in I, which I think would be Greg Popovich's 22nd or 23rd, maybe maybe all the seasons he's been their right. coach. Um, and he is, I think. So Lamar- Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan are going to carry you into the playoffs in the West. And because they have what should be two nominees in the worst hair, by the way, they've got Lonnie Walker on the team who was in it. And I don't know if he won, but he got pretty far. Uh-huh. And this dude, Damari Carroll, that dude could be right there with him. Damari Carroll was a, was a nice pickup for them. Um, but DeJounte Murray is, is going to be healthy now. And he was expected to be, you know, their best player last year, basically. So he's going to be back. You had um, Derek White's, uh, e- emergence uh, or development last year, Bryn Forbes. Um, you have some guys that had to kind of step up, you know, in Murray's absence last year, and they did. And, and I don't know that any team develops players better than the San Antonio Spurs. Sure. I mean, they're the they're the Patriots of the NBA. I think organizationally. Um, so because of that, and because Greg Popovich can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, I am putting them at in the seventh seed, uh, number six for me. I have the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they, of course, and now Steve Kerr kind of said uh, expect Clay to possibly not return at all this year, and then the next day when people were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean? Are you sure?" Yeah. And then he was like, "Well, I just, you know, he might just prepare for it. We don't know for sure." You know, you have no idea what kind of setbacks bit. are going to happen with an injury like that. Just, just pretend like he's not going to be there at least for the regular season. Right. But you still have one of the best players on the planet in Steph Curry, and one of the most annoying players on the planet in um, Draymond, Draymond Green. Green. But also uh, a very valuable it, player for what he does. I can agree with that. Um, and then you added, uh, you added, and we talked about this when it happened. Um, D'Angelo Russell. So that's he's going to be you. You lost, you lost Clay Thompson for you know at least a big part or all of the year. But you added a guy who who made himself an All Star level player in uh, Brooklyn in D'Angelo Russell. Um, so he has his development, especially if he continues. And I think um, I think they're going to fi- help him figure out how to fit in there and how to be. How to get even better individually and fit into what they what they like to do there? I think he's going to fit in fine there. Yeah. Um, so with those guys, uh, and then they also added Willie Cauley Stein, who might be the best offensive center they've had, which isn't saying a lot, but um, he he turned out pretty good in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, and so you know if he if, if they 
you know, if, if he kind of just does what they ask their centers to do, but he's actually a little bit better. He's better than a um, than your Andrew Bogut's and your uh, what's his what's his goofy face who's with the Lakers now. Um, uh, oh, Javale McGee. Javale McGee. Um, you know, he's a little bit better offensively maybe than those guys. Uh, he can he can run with them a little bit more and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so anyway, I think I think Golden State. You know, I know they lost Kevin Durant and all that, and and they're going to miss Clay Thompson a lot. But they're in there. They're in there somewhere in the middle, roster. maybe. Uh, number five so. seed. Uh, a lot of people are huge on the Jazz. Really big on the Utah Jazz. Um, and a lot of people were big on them. Some people were big on them last year, and they didn't quite. Donovan Mitchell kind of had a uh, a little bit of a slow start last year for his sophomore season, so he'll be in his third his third year this year. And they added Mike Conley, a guy I know you do not like, um, uh, only because of his Ohio State playing career. But I okay. really like him in the NBA. Yeah, I can't. You I can't mean, not like the way that dude plays. He comes out. He's the most you. consistent. One of the most consistent players. In the NBA, and he has—he's one of those. He's one of the probably the top guys in the league as far as as uh, being a a great influence on your younger guys. Sure, yeah. Um, and so so he's going to be a and great. He's also addition. played for every team in the NBA. He played for Memphis for like ten years. Yeah, but hasn't he been to like three teams in the past four years or something like that? Anyway, oh, I don't... no, no, because he signed that giant contract. Never yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, so so but they have those two uh, in the guard spots, and and you have Joe Ingles, who is one of my favorite players to watch now. I think because I love left-handed players and guys who are like <laughs> slow and and look like they can't play, but they're really good because he passes the ball great and he shoots the ball great. Um, and then uh, and then they have the defensive player of the year in uh, the center. Oh my gosh! Stop losing people's names out of your mind. Um, the French center Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Um, so anyway, so so I think they're going to be Conley can help them get a little bit better defensively, and they were already pretty good defensively because Quinn Snyder is uh, ter- has turned out to be one of the you know really good, surprisingly good coach in the NBA. Um, I think their roster may have gotten a little bit better, and uh, so I, I've got them in the five seed. Number four, I've got the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, it's it, it's weird to think they added Anthony Davis and now LeBron's going to be healthy hopefully for a year and they switched that roster up and got rid of some of the guys that they weren't excited about and um it, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting obviously we we've, we've established that but um I've got them at the number 4 seed just because the west is so good um so hey, the the west really is good yeah it really is i i mean your top at least your top 5 or 6 are going to be you know, good enough to beat everybody on any night. Sure. You know? um, so, but speaking of that, so instead of the Lakers at number three, I have Denver, uh, who ended up being the one seed last year. Yep. Right. In the West, uh, to everybody's surprise, but you know, you had Jokic, who's who's one of the most fun guys to watch, even though he's like one of the slowest players in the league. Yep. Uh, but he's another guy like we talked about with Kawhi Leonard, where he he just plays at a pace that doesn't look like he would fit at all anywhere, and he he's and he's just good at everything. And they have your favorite player, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he <laughs> like like you conceding to. 
Uh, Mike Conley being a good player, I can yeah, you I can, can say exactly. that Jamal Murray is definitely, especially last year, put the three arrows away and all that. But we're good, right? So he he's uh, he's put established him back in himself. the sheath. But <laughs> very good. No, that's where the, a sword goes. Right. The what's little, that thing? What's like the backpack? Little bag or what's yeah. The, what's the backpack? I don't for know. The, ro- the Robin Hood backpack. Yeah. I don't know. Um, by the way, best Robin Hood movie. Go. Uh, the the one where he's a fox. It's the I, cartoon. I love. I could give you a kiss right now. Um, number three is Denver. I'm here, man. Don't make promises <laughs> you can't keep. <laughs> I knew I should not have said. I immediately regretted that statement. <laughs> um, number three, I've got Denver uh, just because of what they did last year, and they're they even dropped two spots. Um, but they're going to be. I think they'll be good again. Um, number two, I've got the Los Angeles Clippers, and number one. I have the Houston Rockets. Wow. I thought that was going to mess with you a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think just because the Rockets – the Rockets have been one of the top two or three teams in the West for the last few years. Yeah. And then I think they might – their tempo, their pace might even be higher this year with Westbrook. Um, so, they – I mean, I you know, they could, they could put up 120 a night. And uh, they're going to beat a lot of teams. And they're going to be because they have all that energy and all that athleticism, so they might be even a little bit better defensively. I, we'll I completely agree with you on the Houston. I had them at number one too. I keep wow. going back and forth. I did just because they're going to win games. They're going. To, yeah. That's what they do. They they're going to go out and they're going to beat teams because they consistently will put up a ton of points. How that does for you in a series in a series style of basketball in the playoffs is a different story. It's proven to be that. Correct. I mean, they were a Chris Paul and. 30 missed threes in a row away from a finals a couple years ago, but it hasn't proven to get them where it needs to get them in the regular season. Uh, But anyway, let's start with the bottom. I really like J.J. Redick, and I really like Zion Williamson, and I'm knocking the Utah Jazz completely out of the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking them completely out. I'm putting – you're going to get – this is going to be – listen, hey, I'm just going to tell you. This is probably not even going to be close to what happens. Or it could be exactly what happens because it's always goofy. Number eight, I got the Pelicans, right? I got them getting in there. Zion's first year um, getting there. So seven, I'm going to go with Dame Dalla in the Portland Trailblazers because they are good. And, you know, they can they still have the talent to beat anybody on any given night. That Everybody in the West does, to be honest. A lot of them do. Now here's, my, here's the one in the sixth seed. I really like, I really like uh, Dallas Maver- the Dallas Mavericks because of Chris Dapsport. I like those duos, right? I think these mm-hmm. the, the, when you can put two superstars together that can carry a team, and if Chris Dapsporzingis can stay healthy for an entire season, and him and uh, Luka Doncic together, I think could be a lot of fun to watch. And I I don't know that they're getting a lot of a lot of uh, praise or anything like that. They probably aren't because I'm a ding-dong and probably picked the worst team in, in the West. But uh, I like I like, I like like Dallas, and I like a couple guys on their team. Number five, I got Denver. Um, it's everything you said about the Nuggets. I don't have them as high as you do, but at five. And four, I got my boy Steph. My boy Steph's going to keep Golden State going, and they're just that good, and they still have a really good roster all around them. They're I think they're deeper this year than they were last year. And that's without Clay and without Durant. I think that just just the the who can come off the bench and play, they're they're deeper than they were. Uh number 3, the Lakers. 
Number two, the Clippers. And number one, the Houston Rockets. And those are go without St. Right. I don't really have to explain why those are the top three teams in the West. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it it's this whole time. So those, that's who I got in the West. Now, here's the thing. So you got this whole playoff going, right? We're not going to get crazy and tell you who's going to be in every round. We're just going to give our NBA Finals picks. NBA Finals pick for you, Adam Schmidt. Who's out of the East? Who's out of the West? I'm going to say, assuming everybody stays healthy, I'm going to say the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, so you're just going with – oh, you're, yeah, you're not going with the two number ones because you're still saying Houston's going to be number one and not make it out. Yeah. I uh, I agree with that part of it, the Houston not making it. But I think they're in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. I am putting – I'd love to see Philly in it. I had them – I picked them last year to be in the finals because I thought they were there. I thought they were there. But after watching what happened to them in the playoffs – I think they're still another year away from it. I think they're still very, very immature as a team. I know Al Horford's there, but that team's just – there's something weird about when the adversity hits, right? Like you're playing a different team every night, but when you play the same team and all of a sudden they kind of start getting on you, the, the adversity that they were unable to play against was surprised me, I think, more than it than it should have. So I don't, I, don't ha- I, I, don't, I don't have them in there. Uh, I'm going with, with Milwaukee. I just, you know, it's Giannis, man. That dude, that dude by himself can do some crazy things. And uh, the Lakers. And I'm going to have the Lakers coming out of that, giving my man AD his really? very first ring. I can't believe. Does I that surprise you? My Does it ears. surprise you? Cannot believe my ears that you would pick the Lakers to win the championship. Uh, so, uh, okay, who's your MVP of the league this year? MVP of the league? Uh, you know who I'm going to take as the MVP Yeah, of the I league? do. You're going <laughs> to take LeBron James. I mean, I feel like is our <laughs> – is that a bad pick? <laughs> you really are going to take LeBron James. I am. He's got okay. AD. He worked so hard yesterday trying to get AD involved in that game. He worked so hard trying to get him involved, and it was detriment detrimental to the game itself, I think. And the fact that – So then he shouldn't have done that? No, I think he should have, but I think it's going to be a, 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 a something that – that they figure out throughout the, they're gonna, they're the way their games flow together will eventually start coming. LeBron forced a ton of shots. He took a, lot, he didn't take a lot of shots in the flow of the offense like he does sometimes. A lot of times, he's he's very efficient basketball player. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Um, I think that gets better, and I think he with a guy like AD on the other side of it just makes him can make him that much better. Get him a lot of open threes. I think it can get him. Uh, a lot of assists, obviously, and and he's gonna have the ball in his hands still. So, I I'm 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 saying LeBron is rejuvenated, and comes back and grabs his what fifth? Is it would it be his fifth MVP? Oh MVP? Yeah. Um, I think he's got four. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think, think it'd it be his be, fifth I think MVP. What well, should 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 be like his eighth or ninth because they just stopped giving it to him for a while, even though he was by he, the Michael Jordan deal. Where Michael should have been MVP for like eight Ten straight years, years nine yeah. straight years in a row. So anyway, yeah, I'm I am I'm going with that. You know who my uh, who my who, you know who my Finals MVP is? Yes, I do. Who? LeBron James. No way, dude. <laughs> AD's winning the Finals MVP. He's going to be the one in and the Finals. That you're only okay with that if LeBron as long wins as the he MVP. gets his title <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and and wins the MVP of the regular gotcha. season. All right, go ahead, man. What do you what do you got for uh, who's who's winning the whole thing? Did you already say that? 
Uh, no, I didn't. I think the Los Angeles Clippers. I think the Clippers. Kawhi do. gets another one. Kawhi gets another one. Um, yeah, two two different teams, two years in a row. I think I think Kawhi uh, makes that big of a difference. Plus Paul George, um, and those two plus Patrick Beverly make them has should be probably the best defensive team in the league. I'm going to ask you a question that you don't know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I think it's an interesting question. Okay. Has anyone won back-to-back finals MVPs for two different teams? I want to say that's happened. I don't know for sure. I want to say that has happened before. So I want to look it up. But, man, I just – I do. I feel I mean, off like, top of my head, like I can't think of anybody who moved from a different team to another team and was the MVP of the finals. Now, a lot of guys, I'm sure, have done it, have won finals, have won a championship that way. But to win it – as the MVP, a Finals MVP, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. I there's just I'm something. Going with no, there's just huh? I'm going with no. You want to put money on it? Um, sure. Why not? Yeah, let's not money. We don't want money. Put money. Right. We don't bet money on right. this show. We bet silly stuff. Right. Um, let's bet. Uh, you have to let me have a clicky pen for an entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's tough. Okay. Okay. You get you get to hold a clicky pen for uh, for a whole show if. No one has ever done it. Okay. And I will I will look it up tonight. All right. And uh what do you get if somebody has done it? Um I get to uh I get to keep the click pens over, over here. Over on the other over side of the desk. That sounds good. I like it. All right. All right. So uh clicky pen bet we'll find out next week. Uh so so then who's your MVP of the of, of the entire league? MVP is James Let's get Harden. Done with this. James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah. I hate that more than anything <laughs> in the world. That just irritates me. All right, so let's get on to what we I really want to talk about, and uh, I have not looked at all to see what's going on in this. Oh, I just looked. However. Don't even bother. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. All right, so here at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, we're a basketball, baseball podcast with a little bit of football. We've said that before. But uh, the World Series is going on right now, and yesterday was Tuesday, the first game of the World Series in in Houston, and for the first time since May, Garrett Cole got a loss mm-hmm. and gave up five runs, still pitched seven innings. He still pitched three really good innings after he gave it all up. But but Garrett Cole gives it up. Houston did their best to come back, and I really thought they were going to do it. They had a couple opportunities, and they, they scored a bunch of runs to get back in it. However, it didn't happen. They took the L, and uh, currently it is – Wednesday at 11.52 p.m., and the game is in the top of the ninth, and it is not even close. It's 11-2. The Nationals are winning. They could go into Houston, take both games on the road, go back home for game three on Friday with a 2-0 lead in the World Series, a wild card team that people had no idea how good this team was. This kid Soto is phenomenal. I don't know what he's done today, but he has had an incredible postseason um, altogether. And this, ah, I'm looking at this. This all happened at the end. It just happened in the end of this game. The seventh inning, they scored six. It was two to two all the way through the sixth. Uh, they scored seven in the seventh and three in the eighth. Unbelievable. Blew so that thing wide open. So what do you think about what do you think about Verlander? Well, I don't know if Verlander was the one who got touched up in this or not, if it was the bullpen of of the Astros, because both of these teams are known for their pitching. Mm-hmm. 
It was starting it was, pitching. It was both. I think Verlander so, gave up four and runs okay. and seven. So the bit. starting pitching for both of these teams are phenomenal. But I mean, like the the Nats bullpen was like third worst in all of baseball. So you can get it's it's known that if you can get to these bullpens, there's an opportunity to score runs. However, however, not this many runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really, really surprised, obviously, uh, because of the way Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander have been all year, uh, that they that Washington is about to take a 2-0 lead. But because of how good those guys have been all year for Houston, it's why I don't think this series is over at all, even going back to Washington, because they're so good and they still have Grinky and they still have uh, – uh, what's the what's the uh, fourth guy who actually I think was their third best uh, for Houston? I'm, I'm not thinking of his name right now, mm. but um, sorry, I'm looking at the box score right now. This Soto kid is unbelievable. Yeah. He had another walk twice, two runs, had yeah. another double today, uh, scored a couple times. Jeez, old Pete's. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this this Washington batting order, the the lineup for them is. We talked about it yesterday. It's it's not something that you look up and down and go. Oh, man, these guys just probably kill the ball. But at the same time, when you look at their lineup, you look at it and you're like, oh, I know him. I know him. Yep. Oh, Adam Eaton. Yep. Rendon. Yeah, probably going to be third in the MVP voting in the National League. Uh, This Soto kid who probably not a lot of people really knew about until the playoffs because he's so young. Um, He's the third youngest player to hit a home run in the World Series. Uh, As Drupal Cabrera, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, who's been – who was the – He's. I heard a stat yesterday. Did you watch the end of it when he hit his home run? Did you see when he hit his home yeah. run yesterday? Yeah. He said a stat where Ryan Zimmerman is the only number, the only first ever number one pick for a franchise to hit a home run in the World Series. Really? He was the very first pick ever in the Nationals franchise history. Really? And hit a home run. That's no other first. Oh pick. Well, yeah, I guess you only got one. Yeah. You only get one for your entire franchise, and usually right. you suck as a franchise. Right. And usually they're gone by the time they get to the majors. They're playing for somebody else anyway. Right. So that's a. I mean, that's kind of a cool stat. Huh. Uh, and then Kurt Suzuki, obviously, but it's 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 a fun. It's a, they're 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 all battlers, man. That whole lineup, and it's the same way with Houston though. The Houston lineup might be as good as their starting pitching is. Yeah, that's, I mean that's why I thought Houston was definitely going to win this series because they have the pitching and a, a lineup full of guys that I'm like, oh, okay, he's good, he's good, he's good. Yeah, you know, going down seeing, uh, well, Howie Kendrick, yeah, he's like 40 years old. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he's been okay throughout his career and killing you know, it in the yeah. <laughs> Zimmerman's 40 out. years old. Yep. You know, but those, yeah, but they, they got hot at the right time. They did. They and did. They, came, right. they come together. At the end of this year, I mean, they were as bad as the Reds. They were worse than the Reds at one point in the season. They were, I think, nineteen and thirty-one. That's incredible. Like Fifty games in. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's a that's a uh, uh, what's the Indians <laughs> major league? I feel like that's a major <laughs> league thing where they just were mad at their owner. They put her up with a bunch of clothes on, and every time <laughs> they got they got a win, they pulled a piece of her, you know, a piece of it off <laughs> till she was in some piece of lingerie, and they all cheered and <laughs> threw beer at it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it, but yeah. think, just listen to this. I mean, this could be an all-star game roster. <laughs> they just added another run. Twelve two. It is twelve two. <laughs> this could be an all-star game roster, though. George Springer, Jose Altuve, uh, uh, Brantley, 
Michael Brant. What's his first name? Yeah, Michael, Michael Brantley. Um, Alex Bregman, Yore Gir- Lordes Giriel. I can't say his, his name's Lords. Uh, Giriel, who maybe that's he might Yuli, be, isn't it? What? Isn't this Yuli. Oh, is this one? Oh, that's right. Lord Lordes plays uh, for. Uh, maybe? Well, he was in Toronto, but he might be in Minnesota now. Anyway, it's the other Giriel. Um, Alvarez, uh, then Carlos Correa, who at one point in time people thought could be a a MVP candidate for the rest of his career. He's still really good. Yep. Um, and then end it with Redick, and that kid's ridiculous too. I don't know. It's they, both teams. Both teams. Um, this it's gonna be fun. I'm glad that this is the game. I didn't see a single inning of though. Twelve yeah, to two no is kidding. not the World Series game I want to watch. Mm-mm. So uh, that's going to put us at game three in Washington on Friday. And it's going to be Granky versus Annabelle Sanchez. Think about like, Annabelle Sanchez. Look, did you see the picture the other day with um, – it, it was Verlander, Sanchez, and Mac, Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Yeah. Detroit, got to be just <laughs> absolutely killing themselves. I mean, but you know what? They did what they did with those guys, and they didn't make it and mm-hmm. couldn't pay them. They they had them when they had them, and they were really good when they were all there, and they made they made a run a couple times. It, but the, they just went didn't, to the World Series yep, one year, right? Yep. Sean just, Casey was playing one exactly. Time, I think. Just didn't work out. So uh, here we are now. Annabelle Sanchez, that guy's ridiculously yeah. good. Zach Granke's good. Should be good again until it gets to the bullpen. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, what's I, your pick for this? And now that now that the now that the now that the Nationals are up 2-0 in this World Series and we've seen Verlander and um Garrett Cole mm-hmm. who are probably one and two in the American League Cy Young yep. award race. Yep. Both go down to this scrappy uh 1990 Cincinnati Reds uh <laughs> Washington Nationals team which uh-huh. Tell me that's not a lot like them. Nobody, you know, you, you come against the powerhouse A's. You're These guys the didn't go wire to wire. They but didn't yeah. go wire to wire, and the, but <laughs> you're right. I take that back. But I'm just talking about no, the I, type I, of I team they saying. are. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, known but not well-known guys. Uh, good, really good pitching come in and, and play a powerhouse of, of, of a team like the A's or the Astros. So now that it's 2-0, now I'm taking Houston in seven. I'm, I'll, I'll, I had Houston in six to begin with. Same. Right, so uh, I think I think it's the same. I don't. You know what? No, I'm sticking with Houston in six. Houston in six. So they're getting a sweep now, huh? Yep, they're sweeping. <laughs> they're sweeping it out. I'm taking Houston in wow. six. Still, I'm not going off of that. Good There's no reason to yet. Once the Bengals lost their first game, my <laughs> 0 and five was gone, uh, and now that they're 0 and seven, my what did I say they were going to be? 13 and. No, no, no. I had I him at 12. I had him five, at 12. Right? No, 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 12? no, no, no. I had him at 12 wins. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so my 12 and 4 is officially gone there, so now I can just say. Could they go 4 and 12, do you think? Are they good enough for that? The Bengals? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are they going to beat? Oh, the Dolphins that. and the Jets? Well, That's yeah. it. You have the Dolphins and the Jets. I, yeah. You're not beating the Jets. Are Are they going to beat the Dolphins? No, I don't <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if – the second hand, like if if the first if the game started, and both teams walked up to the tunnel to come out and get announced, and neither team came on the field, <laughs> it's like the third last game of the year or something like that. You know what? No, neither of those teams want to win that game. They would do the game of football a huge favor if they 
chose they to would. not come out. <laughs> I have all kinds of questions I would like to ask you about the Bengals, but now is not the time for that. Okay. We're going to save that for it. Andre back Edwards in a couple weeks. That's right. We got we got the bye week with Andre Edwards coming up. Uh, so instead, we are going to our last segment of the day, and that is our comedy segment where we watch a uh, a Netflix or whatever it's whatever we find one right whatever right, right. we find it on we've been doing a lot um, of new specials we threw a couple right. old ones in there but mostly new uh there's a lot of people coming out with comedy specials oh everybody it's is. like every week there's somebody new coming out with one so anyway uh this week we did mr dion cole uh which was what was the name of it again cole hearted cole hearted my man is straight cole hearted <laughs> i bet he smells good though Oh, I'm sure he smells like Old Spice. I guarantee it. I had some Old Spice on. So, so I wear Old Spice deodorant. You know, I go so back I. and forth sometimes. I usually do the Old Spice. I went with the uh, with the Steph Curry degree there for a little bit, the oh. black and white stuff that, you know, that keeps your blacks black and your whites white. You know what I mean? You don't get, like, pit yeah, stains Yeah, Deion in your Cole white. did some jokes about the blacks, blacks, and whites, whites. You know, he and did plenty of, of jokes on that. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, but I switched back to the Old Spice. I'm back to the Old Spice again. I think it's because of Deion Cole. I, I always do Old Spice deodorant um, oh. because it's like the cheapest or second cheapest deodorant in the store. Yeah. <laughs> I remember why I was going to tell you this now. So I was <laughs> I was working yesterday, went to work, guy in the yard walks up to me. He's like, oh, kid. He said, kid, you, you smelling good today. I said, no, just got deodorant on. That's all. <laughs> Uh, what you got on? Nope, just deodorant. Yeah, deodorant. All. Yep. I've got, Give it a shot, pal. I've got some Dion Cole uh, Old Spice <laughs> I don't know whatever they call their weird flavors now, like uh, like icy mountain tuna fish or something. I just like do the that. sport with the fresh. Or oh, whatever. see, I go with them fancy ones. No, I like I them. The I like them yellow. They're like an off yellow color. Anyway, Dion Cole, uh, <laughs> Dion Cole, and we talked about that because if you haven't seen, he, he is, is the, the new spokesperson for. Yeah. Uh, He's those. the big strong guy that does the commercials for right Old Spice. Old Spice. Um, so anyway. Let me tell you, Chris, right off the bat, that I was – now, I, I said last week I knew Dion Cole from being um, a writer on the on Conan. Sure. Right? Um, and that's how I first saw him, and he did skits, and he was on the show, at, you know, did his yeah. his, uh, sh- his act a couple times on the show. Um, and that's how I found out about him. And I was like, okay, this guy's not bad. He's, you know, kind of funny and stuff. And – um, I think I've seen a clip or two here and there of, you know, you know, a joke yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, okay, not bad. So, and then I saw, you know, this is a new, this was his first Netflix special. I think it's his only his second special right. period. Um, but it's his first Netflix special is a big deal. They were advertising it and everything. So we decided to do that. Let me tell you that I was blown away. I was blown away. It was way funnier than I even Man. thought it was going to be. The way you talked into that, I was about to have a huge argument with you. <laughs> because you, you thought I, I wasn't going to like it. loved it. Yeah, He man. was really good from start to finish. There was a couple little lull spots in there that kind of lost you a little bit. But from start to finish. And when he pulled out his little card and said, I'm going to try some new material <laughs> with y'all. That cracks me up. They, and he did a good job. There's somebody else that did that. I can't remember who it was. I think we watched one of their specials, or maybe it's just something I watched before. But he acts like he's writing something down after the crowd reacts to whatever his new joke is that he's just trying out. Uh huh. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know what I thought he did really well um, is like the way he structured it. So he started out first of all, he established how cool he is by uh, opening with uh, the fact that he 
that he loves 90s R&B music, yes. which which touched me right away. It grabbed me and pulled yep. me in because yep. uh, that, that's all me. But um, the <laughs> so so he, he established his coolness up front and then he did really jokes about several different things and he did some, you know, some black and white stuff. And, I love you know, listen. We've been doing listen, that for years. But listen, race jokes are the best they're really really funny when you do them well they are and it's because i think the reason that that i enjoy them is because most of the time it's a black comedian making fun of some making fun of white people but it's just it's fun if you can't laugh at yourself then you can't then you're not going to be able to laugh at at a lot of comedy but he didn't make fun of anybody he just told you know, there's a whole lot about the differences between oh, yeah. people a lot about the differences and i i even think it's really funny in the comedy context of a, of a stand-up comedy show, making fun of stereotypes because oh, it's the best. It, it, it really it's is so funny. Great. It really, really it. is funny. I love it. Um, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so, so anyway, so if you he, do it right. You got to do it right. right. You can't be, you can't be a mean person. About and it, look, let's be honest. Some people are allowed to get away with things oh, yeah. that other people aren't. Exactly. But either way, it's it's usually really funny, and Dion Cole did a great job of that. He was phenomenal. But he did. He kind of set it up like that where he did several different jokes, and he did the thing where he got his cards out where he did kind of the shorter yep. jokes. Quick, um, little, quick little one-liner kind yeah. of things. And a couple of them were like, ah, okay, yeah. I got you. And yeah. then a couple of them were like, man, that's that was really, really good. funny. <laughs> And then he, and then like you said, he kind of like he kind of slowed it down and spoke, um, like honestly and uh, like he he wasn't doing comedy for like a couple minutes where he he spoke about like loving yourself and oh yeah and and, and then you know and he talked the suicide for, rates and things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that happened and he yeah. talked for at least five minutes on that and he actually and he did kind of throw a joke or two here just kind of you know yeah. joked about it a little bit but for the most part he was kind of uh, you know talking about that kind of stuff, which was, yeah. which was good, you know, for people to hear and everything. Um, but then he, when he started kind of rolling it into jokes and then he went into, and then the rest of his act was kind of Nikki Glazer esque, yeah. um, where he didn't, you know, most of the last 20 minutes or whatever was all, you know, about very specific things that Nikki <laughs> Glazer talked about her entire <laughs> show. So, uh, what was the name of Nikki Glazer special banging? Yeah. So anyway, he <laughs> talked about, he talked about the title of Nikki Glazer show and uh <laughs> he enjoys he enjoys being with with uh what what is uh, uh, the menage a trois he yeah he, he does he talks about that quite he a likes bit, that so. he likes the uh he likes the the girls that that uh that don't turn down cheeseburgers and stuff yeah uh he, he likes he likes, <laughs> he, likes get, he likes to get a handful he likes the bigger girls likes them thick um but uh Don't anyway it, it, he was really 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 funny and that's what you know it was kind of the same way with Nikki Glazer's like she did it so much it was like okay okay do something else it was but funny most but of the stuff too, she was yeah. saying was funny right right and and he did that he did Dude, it really. Dion Cole killed it if you ask me that special is phenomenal I agree he killed it on the ha meter what do you give it oh that's right how many were we doing five five haws? five, five haws. Haws. I'm dude I'm that's a solid four and a half that's exactly exactly what I would give I'm telling you man if we're both we giving it a four and a half get out there check out Dion Cole's Cole Hearted D-E-O-N the dude is phenomenal the first minute and a half is just him standing and staring at the camera I loved every second of it <laughs> I, you know what I didn't love that no. I didn't love that part when it, when like the curtain opened or he's whatever he's a cocky son of a guy and it, yeah I was, I was like, like I, I don't mind I was it. like 
It's all Come show, on, man. That's all show. You, you don't have to do the show. show. Just talk to me. Say funny mm-hmm. words. Oh, he did right away. He came out. He came out hitting too. If we're if we're comparing it to all the other ones we've watched, for look for for me, I'll tell you, it's right there with the funniest. It, yeah, I I, right. I, I mean, laughed. I think I laughed more out loud. Genuinely laughed more at this one than probably any of the other ones we watched. I put it right there with Chappelle. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. right right up there with uh with the the newest Chappelle one that we watched. I uh, which and it's, was the only other one that really made me laugh out loud outside of there was some good ones with uh Berbiglia. Mm-hmm. I liked him uh but and, and obviously Eddie Murphy when you go back and listen to that that was way funny still to this day especially cuz you forget so much when you haven't watched it in 10 15 years uh raw but mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you, man. I I mean I we're on week like eight of this now or something, something like that. So I can't remember all of them or put it in order, but I rem, I I remember that I consistently had Chappelle at the top, and I put Dion either with him or just below it, four and a half for sure. Haas on the Ha meter, man. It, it feels weird because you think of Dave Chappelle as on this level that really i don't know if anybody or very few people are on yeah and Dion cole's still now he's not just a because young that, guy listen but just he, because that special was a four and a half doesn't put him there he's got right. you gotta have a but a, it's but when you're comparing individual specials w- when you're comparing those specials you know it, it's just it feels weird to put Dion cole on that same level but i think you, i i really i do i put it there maybe even like a barely a touch more yeah i I mean it was that funny to me you know Chappelle's, i loved it but uh deon cole's was really really funny to me um so i'm glad we picked that one i think that was a that was a pretty successful i agree pretty successful one i think it was awesome check it out man i was really man the way you've been talking because we don't talk about the specials when we do the show prep right we just right when we talk about what we're going to do we wait till we get here and we just let it go Mm -hmm. and uh I'm 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 excited that you liked it so much. And here's what I'm gonna do. I've been doing this every time. I've been watching the special on like Wednesday night after we do this while I'm putting everything online, or on Thursday and or Thursday night. And and I haven't and it, it it's not fresh in my mind. I'm gonna start watching it twice. Yeah, that's what I did that with. Uh, I think a couple of them I did that. I wa- I ended up watching it twice, but I usually try to wait until at least notes. like Monday or Tuesday yeah. before we come on to, right. to watch it because I'm the South. Forget everything they said by the time we get here. So good, so good, Dion Cole. So that brings us to what we're gonna do next week, brother. What 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 special are we gonna check out next week on the comedy? Uh, the the comedy segment of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm gonna run down this list that I made last week. Um, and add and I add just added one more on there. Okay. And if you like anything that you hear from this list, you can uh, you can make that choice, or we can uh, we can come up with something else <laughs> that's not on this list. Let's do it. So uh, we talked about the possibility of checking out that Jeff Dunham, the new Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Mo Man, Gilligan. We're both staying away from that Jeff Dunham, even though I really want to watch it. <laughs> you can you can watch it anytime you want, <laughs> or if you want to make me watch it, I'll uh, I'll do it. Uh, Keep going. Mo Gilligan, uh, a guy I still really don't know very well, uh, but I've been seeing it all over the place on there on Netflix. John Mulaney, who I'm a big fan of. Um, the the two uh, like combo shows, comedian combo shows I mentioned. Oh hello, which is John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, and then the uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short called "An Evening You Will Forget for the Rest of Your Life." Um, 
And then uh, I also just wrote down George Carlin because he's one of my all-time favorites. You know well. what? I picked Deion Cole last week. So I'm leaving this bad boy up to you. Uh, let's see. You know what? Let's hear it. I would, I would love – because I've seen both of these things. I would love to see – for you to see either one of them because I loved both. The duo, the the duo, duo deals. Yeah. Would you rather see – I'll get, let, Let's do the guys I've never heard of. Okay. The the uh, Well, you know John Mulaney. Yeah. Um, and Nick Kroll was the – I think you'll, you might recognize him. I probably him know him if I see him. I just, yeah. I'm terrible with names. So let's do that one. What's it called? It's called Oh Hello. And they, oh, hello. They they both so that's a spinoff from Nick Kroll's show on Comedy Central that was going on for a couple of years. That was really another another show that was on Comedy Central that got ended up getting canceled because I guess nobody was watching it. But it was so 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 funny, a sketch comedy show that he did, and he did all kinds of uh, characters and stuff. And John Mulaney, oh, yeah. and he played these two old I, Jewish guys gotcha. yeah, from New York. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was a, and it Nick was Kroll is the, is the older guy, right? Is the more old guy. He's been in all kinds of crazy stuff. Or is that um, John Mulaney? I don't know. Either way. I know about both the of these guys. Same age. Yeah. I think maybe. I know both these guys. I'm good with this. We yeah, can do yeah. this. So anyway, I, I think it's this isn't really like a multiple funny. episode thing. Is it? Holy cow. No, no. This is almost two hours long. It's like, it's a Broadway show. It's, it's a Broadway a, show. You're going to make me watch a Broadway show. All right. Yeah. Oh, hello on Broadway. We're doing it. Like it. Let's I've, do it. I've already seen it like three times, and All I'm right. going to watch it again, and All I'm right. excited about Let's it. Let's do it. All right. All right. <laughs> it's not a comedy special, but I'll take it. Is it is a comedy special. Oh, hello. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. So there you go. That's what we're going to hit next week. So uh, next week we will – we, we may or may not have a guest. If something happens in between there, we'll let you know on the FaceTube or on the on the tweet box. Adam, if you want to hit the tweet box up, what's yours? I'm Adam Schmidt 44 And I'm at SickWitted on, on, on the tweeter. All I do is like, and uh, I hit the heart button and the retweet button. I don't do a lot of the – I figured it out. I just – I don't know what to say on Twitter. You don't have to say anything. I just don't know so what much, to say. There's so much good content. That's all you got to do is like stuff and retweet stuff. That's all I, I – I can't think of the right thing to say. Anything, Xavier basketball, you're going to like and retweet. Is that is it annoying? Do you get no. a lot of me liking <laughs> Xavier stuff? Because I do. No, I just here's, wanted to say here, it like that here, just to mess with you. Here's <laughs> what I do. I get on Twitter two days twice a week, right? I get on Twitter twice a week, and I just start scrolling. Like, yeah, there's a heart, there's a heart. And so, I, I mean, it's – I like everything at the exact, like if you go on my feed, it's all at the exact moment in time for like 15 minutes, two days a week. The, the first couple of years I was on Twitter, I was really, really careful and really selective about what I liked. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Man, who, what, well, what, were you going to be some, you going to be somebody famous with like Adam Schmidt liked a tweet about that, uh, that, um, I don't know who. Give me somebody. I don't know. Who's was, the closer for Houston right now that they're making a big oh, deal Osu- about? Osuna. Oh, Osuna, Osuna sent a tweet and Adam liked it. Yeah. And he must like people that beat their wives. No, that's not <laughs> how it works. Quit being ridiculous. Anyway. I so, was just very selective about that because I thought it was like sacred ground to, to get the like. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was a sacred get, thing and yeah. I just – now I just like stuff. You That's just you just you're I, for now decent. that tells me that your like is a sacred like. If somebody out there gets a like from at Adam Schmidt forty four, that's sacred. Not quite as much as it used to be, but still. Yeah. If I really like your stuff, I hit I hit the heart. You hit the heart. 
Hit the heart. Hit the heart. There if you it go. hits me in the heart, I hit the heart. There you go. Well, we're the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, you can catch us every Wednesday, 10.30 p.m.-ish on the Facebook Live. You can also catch us on all your other favorite platforms for podcasts such as SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, and so many more on Thursday mornings. Uh, we're Every week, it's a weekly podcast. goes for about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. If you're listening to this, then you already know that. So uh, we appreciate everybody that does listen. Uh, hit the like and the retweet button, or the retweet, the like. Uh, put a comment out there, subscribe, hit the little bell or whatever. We appreciate everything that you guys do and all your content and um, all that good stuff. So without any further ado, Adam Schmidt, I hope that you uh I hope that everybody out there doesn't forget to turn their headlights on. <laughs>